Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch. We are Nationals On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and for you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, for your brand-new ride, head out to WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. Uh, Calvin and Settle, for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at CalvinAndSettle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach, a lot of stuff happened yesterday, and I had the, the morning off. Uh, from the show yesterday to take care of some stuff, but all is well. Uh, and so you talked about the Preds, and then all of a sudden Shannon Sharp uh, calls Julio Jones live on ta- on TV. So let's go ahead and play that video for you of Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless giving a call to Julio Jones live on Fox Sports. We call? Okay, we are calling. We're calling. We're calling. Hmm. You watching Julio? I really hope he answers here. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. All right. Julio. Hold on, hold on. Let me put you on the Can you hear me? I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Try to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look. You want to go to the Cowboys, Julio? Or you want to stay in Atlanta? <laughs> oh, man. Nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out. out. He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to ideally? Where would you like to go? Um, uh, right now I'm just. I want to win. Okay. Dallas. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Nah, I, you already, I, man. Listen, come on, man. You already know. I know. Okay. Can <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind him we're on television? Ask right him why we wore the Dallas. Listen, sure. listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture? Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was going to pick up. Oh, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I, ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay. I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. Now he might not have any choice. <laughs> I told you, man. All right, so Zach, your first reaction. Do you think that was uh, done dirty from Shannon Sharp, or do you think Julio knew what was, what was going on the whole time? My first reaction is I hate Skip Bayless. That was my first reaction. I don't like I, anybody on that show. <laughs> I really don't like Skip Bayless, though. But right. that's not the point. The point is, is I don't think that it matters. Uh you do. I wish he would have disclosed <clears throat> that they were live on air, right? That is important. Yeah, but it yeah, doesn't matter yeah. because Julio had already requested a trade. Now, if he would have said something else that may have been damning against his case to be traded to another team, he said, look, I'm not going to Dallas. I'm not going to, you know, four other, five other teams. Then, hey, yes, that is a concern. But Dallas was he – was, he was honestly clarifying what – a to Z Sports Dallas wrote an article about it, just like every other Dallas outlet, about yeah. the Julio Jones wearing the Dallas Cowboy T-shirt. Right? right? The sweatshirt. Right. 
Right. So I, I agree with you. It doesn't matter because we know now uh, that Julio Jones requested a trade out of Atlanta in March. So it doesn't matter. Like nothing new happened that the Falcons didn't already know at that point. But do I think uh, it was a real thing? Uh, as Zach plays with the graphics a little bit, do I think it was a real thing uh, where Julio didn't know he was on television? I think Julio no, knew. Because if Julio did not know he was on live TV, he probably would have said some words that you cannot say on live TV because everybody, me, you included, Zach, our vocabulary and language changes when we are off live video compared to when we are on live video, especially when you're having a conversation about getting out of a situation that you don't like. You're probably going to say a few four-letter words or a couple, and he did not. Julio held his tongue. It sounded like he was going to say, uh, like a, the S word there, but he decided not to at the end. So, uh, so, and, and Josh, as he said, we're live at the start of it. I watched it live. He did not, Shannon in that video did not say until the very end that we're on live TV. And I don't know if Julio could hear people around him, but I think Julio knew that he was going on live television before he answered that call. There's no way you can do that and not know. Austin, this is honestly the best thing for Julio Jones. Julio Jones just, just really said it to the world that he didn't want to be in Atlanta, something that he told the franchise weeks ago, months ago, really. Yes. And that's what Ian Rappaport was reporting. So this was the best-case scenario. I understand how people were upset say, hey, you cannot do that, right? Like it's like on radio, you have to say, hey, you're live on air. Yes. We, we were taught that when we did radio back in the day. But this is a – this is a positive thing for Julio Jones because at least he had a little bit of a platform and everybody and their mother has been talking about Julio Jones and where is he going to go, including us, over the last 12 hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so since this video came out and Shannon Sharp did this on live TV and Fox Sports 1 immediately blasted all over social media as fast as they possibly can, the odds for who Julio Jones will play for next season have changed drastically. At one point yesterday, earlier in the day, the Patriots were the favorite to land Julio Jones in a trade. By the end of last night, you can go read it at our website, azsportsnational.com, after our show this morning. Buck Rising wrote about it about uh, and dove into why the Titans are the odds favorite to land Julio Jones now. So, Zach, I believe when the Patriots were the favorite, they were plus 300. The Titans are now plus 175, the odds favorite to land Julio Jones. And again, you can go read that after the show that Buck wrote on our website, azsportsnational.com. So let's go ahead and, and ask this question and get how we all feel about this. Because we did this last week after Derrick Henry tweeted, Titan the F up uh, when it came to talk about trading for Julio Jones. We asked you guys what percentage chance you think the Titans will trade for Julio now. So now we have to update it because the Titans are literally the favorite in Vegas to do this. So what percentage chance do you think the Titans will trade for Julio Jones now? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. You go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it, whether maybe you have a, a son or daughter who's just graduated and needs a place to rent for them for themselves. They've got great inventory at any location across the mid-state. 
all types of price ranges. So renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Bet MGM, download the app today. I hit a parlay, $50 to win 300 last night. Austin. Thanks for that. Thanks for letting me know. Give me I'll- the bucks. Look, I, I, I sent you some picks. Yeah, I, yeah, I, look, I, I use the app quite a bit. I okay? know you do. I, this is a good thing for BetMGM. It's a good thing for you guys. The Look, I am climbing up. I'm already – I'm plus 1,000. I'm back plus 1,000, baby. Great. I'm feeling great. And last night I had a $300 parlay, including bucks, nuggets, and the Cleveland Indians. Right? Where's Wild Thing coming in to close things out? Download the app today. You can win some cash. Code uh, ATOZ Sports. But the great part about today, though, yeah. use the promo code, promo code ATOZ100. $1 money line bet to win $100 if the Braves or the Red Sox hit a home run. I was betting baseball last night. You could bet baseball today and win big. All right, A to Z Sports. So the question is, we have to update this because we just did this last week. So we update it now because we've got new information uh, because Julio Jones said he's out of Atlanta. We know that he's requested a trade. And now uh, Vegas odds have the Titans as the favorite at plus 175. So our question now is what percentage chance do you think the Titans will trade for Julio Jones now? Uh, So let's see. Percentages. Steven comes in with 65%. Juan says, I don't think the Titans land him. He's at five. John Michael Presley says 20%. Jake says 8%. That guy says 35%. My gut still says it won't happen until until proved wrong. Jabu up in his to 65. Marquis with a 50. Davidson's real high at 85%. Justin at 49. Mason 18. Ryan 33. Ryan, different Ryan says 60%. He says, Le- Evans, Lawan, and a pick, I'm guessing, a first-round pick. Ryan, let's let's just set the table on this real quick. The Atlanta Falcons will not trade Julio Jones away for more contracts. Everybody needs to understand, and Ryan, I don't know if maybe you missed last week's show, the Atlanta Falcons have half a million dollars in cap space. The Atlanta Falcons do not want Kevin Byard's contract. They don't want Rashad Evans' contract. They don't want Lawan's contract. They don't want anybody's contract. They are rebuilding the Atlanta Falcons want to offload Julio Jones' contract for draft picks. So that is the situation there. Now back to the percentages. Scott says 20%. Guy says he's 25 to 40. Dadson says 65%. Norman, tw- uh, 60. Jarrell, 22. Kevin, 25. Uh, Aaron says 100. He's all in on this. Uh, Danny says, if anyone get, get the deal done, it's J-Rob at 65%. So, Zach, you were at what last week and where are you now? I started at five to start. I moved up to 21% last week. I am climbing that ladder, and I am at 41% right now currently. Vegas knows something. You trust Vegas. Vegas knew that the Titans were going to pick a cornerback in the first round, right? Ah, ding, 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 ding. They got that right. This is very good for Titans fans seeing that Vegas is high on Julio to Tennessee, but it comes down to, well, a handful of things. Let's start with one man and one man only. That's Derrick Henry. That's the connection, and I do think that that is real. The Alabama connection between Derrick Henry and Julio Jones, Derrick Henry publicly saying on Twitter last week that he wants Julio to come to the Tennessee Titans, 
on top of the Titans needing a wide receiver because everybody behind A.J. Brown is unproven or a complete and utter no-name. You also have the fact that they need to win. They can win. They are division champions, right? They are mm -hmm. defending division champions. They need that player to put them over the hump. they got a brand-new retooled defense, and that's what Julio said to Shannon Sharp. He wants to win. The yeah. Titans, they are not the Chiefs. They are not the Bills. They are not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But they're the tier underneath them. They are that second tier, and maybe Julio Jones is the guy to get them to that next tier. So I'm at 41% right now and climbing. Well, and the connections are strong because I, like, I don't know why the odds went from the Patriots as a favorite at plus 300, you know, midday, around lunchtime yesterday, to by the day end, the Titans are at plus 175 as a favorite. I don't know what happened that got that to make that work that way. But the Titans do have a lot of connections to Julio Jones in the Atlanta Falcons. We obviously know Arthur Smith is the new head coach there. There's connections with the Titans from where he just came. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown have a connection because A.J. Brown's idol is Julio Jones. He wears number 11 for Julio Jones. There's that. Then there's the Alabama connection of Derrick Henry and Julio Jones. Uh, other Titans players like Lawan have tweeted and jumped on this about the Titans maybe trading for Julio Jones and been all about it. I want to. And give there's the also the AFC versus NFC uh, situation where the, the Falcons will be trading him out of conference. That's a benefit, right? Yes. Now, that's not end-all, be-all because he's not a quarterback. Quarterbacks, you do not want to trade within the conference. And he's 32. Wide receivers, it's just an added bonus. Right. But I, the love of the show goes to Michael J. Hathaway because you kind of mentioned it. The only Titan on the roster that doesn't want Julio Jones is Josh Reynolds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no words more truer than that. Yeah. So, Michael, congratulations. I'm going to go ahead and give you the love. That is the truth. Everybody else on that roster and in the organization wants Julio Jones besides Josh Reynolds. That's true. And Josh Reynolds signed a one-year prove-it deal and making $1.75 million. To me, that when I saw that figure for Josh Reynolds, I immediately thought to myself, the Titans do not want this guy to be their second wide receiver. They are not paying Josh Reynolds to be their second wide receiver. They're not. Like, he makes more than anybody, any other receiver on the roster because everybody else on the roster is on a is on a rookie contract or a practice squad level tender. Like, it's crazy that Josh Reynolds signed that deal. They've got to go out there and add extra veteran talent to this wide receiver group and can't just rely on Josh Reynolds behind A.J. Brown because one injury to A.J. Brown, the Titans are in a terrible situation. So, Zach, you went from 5 to 21 to 41%. I went from 2.5 to 10 last week with a Derrick Henry tweet. Now, I'm going to bump up to 25%. It's I'm down to a 25% chance that the Titans will trade for Julio Jones. I, I, I do think Julio is going to be gone from Atlanta by the time the calendar flips over to June, which is next week, by the way. So I think he is out of Atlanta. But now it's just about where does he land? And I think the Titans are probably in the top four of landing Julio Jones and I think that makes me land at 25% chance 
the Titans trade for Julio Jones. There's a lot of connections. Now Julio was out in 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 Texas, wherever Derrick Henry is working out with Melvin Sanders and going viral on Instagram every other week. So Julio was there over the weekend. He was wearing the Cowboys jersey. He went on with Shannon Sharp. Says he's not going to the Cowboys. So he's going somewhere. Titans, I'd say 25% chance. And the issue is, is that this is not all about Julio. Julio wants to get out of there, right? And I do believe the, that he eventually will. It's about the Falcons finding the best suitor. That is the caveat to this conversation. I think the connections, the force is strong with this one, right? You got Derrick Henry, you got A.J. Brown, you have the connections. You have what they're working out together and all that. You have the winning team that Julio Jones wants to be a part of, but the Titans are going to have to be willing to give up future draft picks for a player. And historically, their free agent record, not that great in recent history, right? right. Let's just talk about it real quick. Vic Beasley, eh. Jadeveon Clowney, eh. you had... Uh, the, the guy from the Dolphins who's now eluded me, the defensive pass rusher, uh, Cam Damn Wake. Eh. So uh, free agents coming across, we will find out about Bud Dupree. Now, they got Bud Dupree at a high price going into his prime. We'll find out what he can do and the return they'll get on him. But th- all of those guys were free agents. This is a different type of bird, pun intended, because you're going to have to give – draft capital up to get and attain more uh, onto your salary cap that you don't necessarily need. Mm -hmm. But you do need a wide receiver. I'll say this. The Titans are not winning the division or getting to the conference championship with the wide receivers they have on the roster right now. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You cannot go to war with a bunch of scrubs behind A.J. Brown. And I'll call them like I see them. They are unproven commodities. You, I, Des Fitzpatrick, all well and good. But Racy McMath, who knows? Josh well, yeah, it's Riddle, a six-round pick with McMath, right? That's who they're going to war with because they didn't right. replace their, their tight end position with a premier guy either. Right, so they're kind of the, the their backs are against the wall. Baby's in a corner, and baby needs to get out. And maybe Julio can help, but they it's going. And this is the one thing that I think should piss off Titans fans. This is going to affect AJ Brown the most. It's going to affect Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong, but defenses are going to key on the singular guy that is AJ Brown, and he can only do so much. Yeah, and he's been banged up. He had two knee surgeries in the offseason that he played through. Now, that's impressive that he played through it, but you can't keep doing that to your guy. All right, Zach, I, um, I've got an important note that I think we should all remember when talking about a potential Julio Jones trade out of Atlanta. But first, I uh, tell everybody watching here about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can get the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe, or the brand new 2021 Hyundai Palisade. It's a full-size SUV, third-row seating, bucket seats, captain seats, and you're gonna be you're gonna be feeling like a captain, or your wife will be the captain if you buy her this full-size SUV. Trade in the minivan, okay? And Wilson County Hyundai will take in the trade in. 
put value to this brand new Palisade, and you will be the she will be the queen of the carpool. I'll tell you that. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. AZ Sports, we were powered by BetMGM. Zach didn't, didn't share his parlay with me last night, but we did play a couple NBA player props. CJ McCollum missed a free throw and cost us both some money. I gave but you the Jokic twin. You did, and I didn't, and I didn't play that you one. Didn't, so, so if I'm giving you feeding you bets and you're not playing them, why am I feeding you more bets? <laughs> I feed you bets regardless. But you, you're bitching and moaning that you, I don't feed you. I was feed just you. messing around. The ones around. that I do feed you, you I'm don't take. Out. I was just messing around, Zach. I'm but, just saying. Okay, all right, all right. But BetMGM, look, I'm going to play today because we got A to Z Sports Picks coming up at 2 o'clock today. Our guy, our guys Brian and Alan will get us all some winners this afternoon for some great NBA action. I saw Alan's already doubling down on the NBA playoffs tonight. Also, the Preds back on the ice for Game 5. So a ton to bet on tonight with BetMGM. And also this, Zach already told you once, I'll tell you again, if you download the app today, with your first deposit, use code ATOZ100. You place a $1 money line bet on the Braves or Red Sox. And if either team hits a home run, you win 100 bucks. Easy money right now, right there. That's code ATOZ100. A $1 money line bet wins you $100 when the Braves or Red Sox hit a single home run. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. We're live here talking Julio Jones on uh, this Tuesday show. Zach, we'll get to another question for the audience here momentarily, but there is an important note to remember when discussing any type of Julio Jones trade. Julio Jones does not have a no trade clause. So players with no trade clauses have to sign off on the team they're being traded to. Julio Jones does not have that. So the Atlanta Falcons can trade him wherever the hell they want to, regardless of how Julio Jones would feel about playing for wherever they trade him to. So I, I do want to say that that is interesting. We need to remember, and, and does that help or hurt the Titans in your opinion? Like just thinking that off the fly, does a no trade clause help or hurt the Tennessee Titans? Or maybe it's indifferent. Uh, I think it's more indifferent. I could understand how you say that it could hurt their chances because that means the Falcons can really get whatever to any desperate team, right, that has more set cap space than Tennessee. I This is what I'll say. I think the Derrick Henry-Julio Jones connection is big, but I'll tell you what's bigger. The biggest, most important connection that pins the Titans as the favorite to land Julio Jones in Vegas is their former offensive coordinator is now the head coach. Arthur Smith, and they also have a new general manager, right? That is important. So he has and, to get that mess. That's and that's, this that is the first time he's ever been a general manager, I believe. So yeah. you, you now have a new general manager that is uh, kind of grooming a brand new relationship with his new head coach who just came from a team that – Arthur Smith had a great vibe with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Hell, Mike Vrabel uh, allowed him to play, call plays to get him this job, right? So I think that connection, because those are the decision makers. Derrick Henry, you know what? He decides what weight he's going to pick up. He doesn't decide which 
guy goes to which team. Right. That, I think, is very, very important. That's what I'm putting a lot more on is the Arthur Smith connection. So I think we talked about this last week, too. I'll just reiterate it. I think a second-round pick is what gets Julio Jones. Now, with where the, who are the Titans going up against? Like, the Colts might be in play for this. Uh, who are around the – like, where they're picking in the draft is around the same as the Titans. They were, they were behind each other this past year. The Patriots are up for this. In discussions, you've got maybe the Raiders and you've got the Niners. So all four of those teams, including the Titans, are are playoff-worthy, hopeful teams that will be late-round draft picks. So maybe the Titans would have to do a second-round pick plus a late-round pick to you know put that over the top to make it a better offer than maybe what some of the others could do. But I think the Titans could do that. And what I what I really believe is like the Titans. If they trade for Julio Jones, that is a a chips all into the center of the table type of move. And that sends a message to every single person who receives a paycheck from the Tennessee Titans organization. All the way from the top to the lowest paid employee, everybody who sees that move of Julio Jones trading to the Titans would say, this team, this organization is going for it. And that is only a good thing because everybody gets that extra level of buy-in, that extra level of motivation. And the team's already motivated. They're already bought into the culture. But adding Julio Jones sends a strong message inside that building to your fan base, to this city, saying, we're going for the damn thing. And that's something that I don't think we've really seen this organization do like this, because signing Clowney for a one-year deal for twelve million bucks wasn't that same type of message. This is a different level message. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I do think it's a different level message, and and honestly, the biggest message that had been sent prior to this, if it does happen in the organization, was the last last ditch effort that actually did not work out which was Bud Adams going after Peyton Manning in which he chose Denver on his dying deathbed, right? Like that was his, he was paying Andrew Levitri, he was paying all this money, but he wanted Peyton Manning. And because of the Tennessee connection, that was the last ditch effort, but that didn't guarantee. Now we know the Broncos went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. The Titans didn't, they went the other direction. I, I completely agree with you, Austin, that this is a completely different message what they've done with the defense, what they need to still do to this offense, and more importantly, this receiving core. Austin, I'm okay with Anthony Ferkser and Michael Pruitt, or yeah, Michael Pruitt and uh, Swain at tight end. I'm okay with it. Well, Michael Pruitt's still not signed, but uh, he's still not signed. So Swain and and Anthony Ferkser. I'm okay with those two tight ends if they have another big time receiver. Yeah. I am not okay with it if they don't. And they don't right now. I do think that sends massive waves to the fan base to say, this is our window. And we're either going to, and it's not die trying, but we're going to spend trying. Here's the problem, Austin. You brought up the other two teams, New England and Indianapolis. Was there another team? Uh, I mentioned the Raiders. I mentioned the Niners. And uh, I, I, somebody else right there, Brent, says the Ravens could be in play. I don't think the Ravens are because they just drafted a uh, Rashad Bateman, actually. My guy. Boy, right? Bless his heart going to Baltimore. Right. So 
I look at the New England Patriots and their salary cap space. They have $20 million of cap space. The Indianapolis Colts, as we referenced, $22.7 million in cap space. You look at San Francisco on down the line, they're a little bit of a different story because they, they've spent money, but the 49ers are cap strapped. I think that you, I don't think San Francisco is going to do it. I, I think they're out. Plus, they're in the conference. Right. I know that's not a big, big deal, but it is a deal. But there's the Shanahan connection there, too. Because if you're going to make the connection with Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel, you can make the connection with Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons. But there, it's a different brand. I understand, but it's still there. There's something still there. I understand uh, it's I would actually disagree with that. Okay. But uh, look at the Niners cap space. They're they're screwed. Well, so, the Titans cap space is really tight, too. Uh, not like the Niners. The Niners are actually, they are under the cap. Or, excuse me, over the cap. So, Luke brings this up. Luke Joel's on YouTube. Says, Julio's not coming to Nashville unless Henry Tannehill Bayard take a big pay cut. Luke that, is on to something. I well, don't know if it's those guys, but well, somebody does have to restructure. Restructure is not a pay cut. So, I want to I want to explain this because Luke says pay cut. Nobody who gets their contract restructured is losing money. Their money is just shuffled around and moved from, you know, one box to another and change from base salary to uh, signing bonus. Really, if your contract gets restructured, you get money now. Like, typically how that works, like, let's just say Roger Saffold, who has tweeted saying, I am open to restructuring my contract. Of course he is. Because that means that they're going to take some of Roger Saffold's base salary and sign him a check right now and turn it into a signing bonus. So if I were anybody, I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. Just go ahead and restructure me. Give me some money up front. Now, the Titans have the ability to restructure Ryan Tannehill and save a whole lot of money. And I saw Does people, it affect their out in the contract? No, because it just it doesn't affect the out. It just changes the balance of dead money later on. So he would have That would affect the out. Well, it, it wouldn't affect they would still have the out. It's just the out would be more expensive. So it does affect the out. That's the whole okay. premise of the out. That's stupid. Did you hear what you just said? Well, so yes, it does. That, it that's what it, but I, brought, I brought that point up for a reason. It doesn't eliminate the out, but it does. It affects impact, the out, but that's the, the whole, out more expensive. But the out would still be there. The out but, is based on dead cap space. <laughs> okay. And Jason says, Paul Kowarski says they could save $20 million by restructuring Tannehill. That's true. A lot of people have been saying that, Jason. And some people answered our percentage question earlier in the show with, well, they haven't done Tannehill yet, so I don't think it's going to happen. Well, they don't, they're not going to restructure Ryan Tannehill until they have to restructure Ryan Tannehill. They're not going to restructure Tannehill before trading for Julio Jones. They do that after the fact. They restructured Kevin Byard after they signed everybody, including Derrick Henry's contract, last summer. So they could sign for Julio or trade for Julio Jones next week, work on a Julio restructure, and then the week after that, restructure Tannehill and be completely fine. So they still have that move in their back pocket, but they're not going to do it unless they need it. And they don't I, need I, it right now. I say this in jest, but like restructure Tannehill and pay him off for what he did for you two years ago by taking you to the AFC Championship game while the Dolphins were paying his salary, right? Like yeah. uh, a joke, but I, they but they will have mean, to do that. That also means that Amy Adams Strunk has to write Tannehill or whoever a check for that amount now, right? Like that's how that works, and in contracts. Like in the NFL teams, whenever they sign a contract, you, ever, you see that guaranteed money, the fully guaranteed money has to be available at all times. 
because they if they cut that player, they have to be able to pay that player that guaranteed money at that moment. So you would think Andy Adam Shunk would have the ability to do that. It's still a lot of money to just write a check right now. But again, it goes back to the message of being all in. If Amy Adam Strunk trades for Julio Jones, restructures Ryan Tannehill, writes a big fat check, then that sends everybody the message below her that they're going all in. She's all in on this thing. And as you said, you have to have the money in the bank to cut the check, right? Yeah. Um, I like the way this is trending, Austin. I do, I do, I do. I, I think this is moving in the right direction. It's not moving in the wrong direction. I would say that. I think Mike Vrabel and what he represents of this football team and the changing of the culture, I think Julio Jones, the connection with obviously A.J. Brown a little bit, but more importantly with Derrick Henry, the connections with Arthur Smith. I do, I do, I do. I like the way this is trending. My percentages are going up. And Titans fans, I think they feel the same way that I do. Yeah. This is not a this is not a complete pipe dream, guys. Like years ago, a big free agent going to the Tennessee Titans is laughable. Today, it's not far fetched. Well, and, and this is not a free agent; this is a trade, so uh, it's a little different uh, here. Um, so let's see. Kyron says uh, Titans have plenty of options to restructure people because everybody on the team wants to win. Like, yeah, like, and again, restructuring is not them getting a pay cut. So, like. Players are are typically more okay with restructuring because it gives them their guaranteed money uh, just in a different fashion. So it's not like a pay cut at all. It's a good thing if they can figure out how to do this. So Zach, let's let's just do hypothetical because you know right now everybody's at a pretty high percent. Everybody I think is at a higher percentage of landing Julio Jones in a trade right now than they ever have before. Me at twenty five percent is as high as I've ever been on trading for Julio Jones for the Titans. And I'm guessing 41% is the same for you. So now let's play a little game. How many receiving yards would Julio Jones have in this Titans offense opposite of A.J. Brown? How many receiving yards would Julio Jones have in this Titans offense opposite of A.J. Brown? But first, let me tell you guys, about our friends over at Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. We're going to be there tomorrow. Bone and Joint is where to go whenever that injury occurs. You never know what's going to happen, but you have to know where to go and who to trust when it comes to your health and the injuries that happen in life. And that is at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin. They got over a dozen doctors there for their facility who are incredible, highly trained, highly educated, a lot of experience there who started the Bone and Joint Institute about a couple years ago. Their facility is state of the art. They do everything right there. The clinics, the testing, the imaging, the surgery, the rehab, all right there. One-stop shop. That's who to trust. Boneandjointtn.org. Download the app today, BetMGM. They are our title sponsor for this morning show. You can use that promo code. Austin, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll do it live on air. We'll do it live. Screw it. We'll do it live. Austin, I'll I'll give you a NBA player prop that I am playing tonight. So I'll give you, along with all of our other guests, I'm putting my neck on the line, so I really hope that it works. But I've already placed a bet. I actually placed this last night. So uh, I'm ahead. Uh, I have uh, a good little chunk on James Harden 
over eight and a half assists tonight versus the Boston Celtics. Not where I thought you were going to go. That is my player prop uh, tonight. We'll find out if it works. I, I'll just be honest. I got 75 bucks on it. So we'll okay. find out. Um, that's that's my gift to you and the people. Now I sit here and pray most of the day that Harden wants to be a giver uh, this afternoon. <laughs> Harden, don't be yourself. Be less self. Well, I don't know. Well, he had eight. No, he had an assist in game one. But it's over, over eight and a half? Yeah, he needs nine. Yeah, I, yeah. That's pass the ball one more time. All right. So, all right, Zach. So let's let's answer the read these comments. It is uh, what? How, how many receiving yards will Julio Jones have in the Titans' offense next to AJ Brown? There's so many comments. I'm trying to scroll to the top of them. Uh, so let's go. Card Titans Grizz says 1,100 many yards and catches to replace, which is true. Uh, Mox Folder says, I see Brown and Julio having around 1,200 each. Uh, Dadson says 800 minimum. Champ says 1,100 yards. Ronnie, 1,100. Dat Boy says 1,000. Jason says two 1K wide receivers on the team. Scott says at least 1,000. We got 1,200 from Ryan. Uh, my, John Michael Presley says 1,000. Brock going with 1,300 yards and six touchdowns. Big Mac gives us a range of 770 to 900. Uh, Donald says, if healthy, a thousand plus Kent going with two, one K guys, 1100 there from Caleb, 1200 from Marquis, 1100 from drop that album. 99, uh, Brandon says, Corey Davis got a thousand next to AJ, 1300 for Julio. Not quite a thousand. He was 16 yards short of a thousand, but 984. Uh, so, so let me stop you there and you can continue reading comments after I, there's a lot of comments, a lot of comments. But my answer actually has that type of theme because I say Julio has at minimum 985 yards receiving this year. Over Corey Davis. One yard over Corey Davis. You're just saying, you're betting the, if the over-under is set at Corey Davis, you're going over Corey Davis. Yeah, it's kind of a joke, but I do think he can get to 1,000 yards. I mean, what he, I think going to a new team, he has something to prove. He's still a stellar wide receiver. I know his age. A lot of people say, you know, uh, a concern. But I I still believe that even at age 32, he can go out and get jump balls. But I think Ryan Tannehill would not put him in those spots. That was kind of the problem with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan continued to use Julio Jones as he was 25, 26 years old when he was 29, 30, 31. And that usually gets players hurt. A.J. Brown has what he does very well. You have Derrick Henry to be that big distraction. But uh, Ryan Tannehill, in the face of fire, puts the ball where it needs to be. I, I That would be a deadly combination. The Titans, now, I, I told you this. If they get Julio Jones, they now get into the echelon of Chiefs-Bills. It now becomes Chiefs-Bills-Titans in the top of the AFC. So, so yeah. your move. Well, yeah, so BMO takes us a different direction. He says, if Julio is on this roster and health is not an issue, Derek Kinner will be the first running back to have back-to-back 2,000 yards, book it. You know, there's 17 games, so that goes into BMO's point two. That helps out helps out everybody. Uh, what are you shaking your but, finger But, off? Austin, I, I, I want you to tell the people, because I, I continuously remember this. This – Season is not about 2,000 yards, in my opinion. As you said, uh, and I've said it a couple of times, this is about Derrick Henry 
becoming the leading rusher in the NFL for a third year in a row. Yeah, yeah. There are only, I think, three other players in, in league history to go lead the league in rushing three consecutive years. Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Emmett Smith, I believe, are the three. And all those guys are considered the greatest running backs ever, right? Like, those guys are, are in the Hall of Famers. So, if you go all in on one year, you're telling me that Derrick Henry is more than likely well, going to become a Hall of Famer. I already think Derrick Henry is pretty close to a Hall of Famer because not a lot of guys – he's the first guy to go back-to-back -back leading the league in rushing since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2005 and 06, right? He's a Hall of Famer. So LT he's, he's trending very much in that direction. Yes. Yeah. Derrick Henry is on a hall of fame path as of right now. And I think he has a great opportunity to get there. If he can lead the league again in rushing Brooks says, uh, we want a ring that two K said it's nice, but means nothing without a title. So and that's a good point there, Brooks. Well, so and, and, but to go to the injury, Corey brings up, you wouldn't be able to double anyone. Oh. And that, that, that helps them win a Super Bowl. That fights fire with fire and the firepower of the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the other side. Yeah, a lot of people saw my doodle yesterday on social media where I just drew this, right? It was just Julio, AJ, and the King on my notepad. I, I draw this and it gets thousands of likes on Instagram because that's it, right? Like, we talked about this last week. If you had AJ on the left, Julio on the right, Derek Henry behind center, there's no shift. You cannot do anything to shift over to shade AJ. Julio's going to get you. If you're unbalanced up front, then Derrick Henry's going to eat opposite of whatever shift that is. So it really makes things difficult. If you stack the box to, to stop Henry, you have no help over the top for two guys who can beat you over the top. So, so this is a hedge. Also, what is, what is the over-under season win total for the Titans? Uh, I think nine and a half. This is where you bet money now yeah. for Julio Jones because they're winning 10 games if they have Julio Jones. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Because I don't know I don't know what a defense does with that. I don't know what a defense does when you align like that. There's no way you can cheat. You just have to hope your guys can cover and you have a pass rush that can help out and get there and make, to make Tannehill make a quick decision. So, yeah, DJ says that means Ferks is going to ball out too underneath, right? So, okay, Julio Jones only – back to our original question. How many receiving yards can Julio Jones get in this Titans offense next to A.J. Brown, right? So Julio Jones played nine games last year. He had 771 receiving yards with the Falcons in nine games. That's an average of 85 yards a game. That's pretty damn good for a guy who was... Mind you, the Falcons were coming from behind for most of the year. They were throwing the ball the a whole lot, a whole lot. So let's just translate. Let's do like some Canadian dollar exchange, right? Because the hey. Titans are... Huh? Hey. Yeah, because let's just say 85 yards a game for the Falcons is worth 70 yards a game for the Titans. Is that fair? Okay, 70. Let's say Julio Jones does not play all 17 games. Let's say he plays 14. Means he misses three. Sound good? That's 980 yards. At 70 yards a game, 980 yards. Give me yards. five more. Give me five more. Yeah, so maybe he plays 15 games and you're there. So it, it like I think Julio Jones has a great chance to be a thousand yard receiver. I set the bar at one thousand and one. I think he is. I think he would be over that. I think you know, barring injury, which you always kind of have to say, barring injury, AJ Brown and Julio Jones would both be thousand yard guys in twenty twenty one. And Derrick Henry still have an opportunity to lead the league in rushing.
because Derrick Henry had 2,000 yards last year when they had AJ and Corey combined for over 2,000. And right? their identity is not going to change. No. There's room to go around for everybody to hit those benchmarks of two 1,000-yard guys and a 2,000-yard rusher and Tannehill to probably throw for 4,000 yards. Like that is a – with Julio Jones in 17 games, that is not crazy talk, which is weird to say. And how much does this elevate – A.J. Brown's game because it's essentially the person that he's looked up to most of his uh, young childhood, and now he gets to play with him and prove what type of receiver that he is. And A.J. already has that inside of him, so he doesn't really need Julio Jones to do that. But, damn, that man is getting another 1K necklace here in about eight months, ten months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Joe says, just think if Des Fitzpatrick turns out to be a stud. Yeah, I mean, you're counting on a – you know, the 109th pick in the draft uh, to turn out. You have no idea uh, what to do with that. So, yeah, but Julio Jones would absolutely take this Titans expectations to a completely different level statistically and on the field when it comes to win-loss and in the playoffs. I'm wrapped up that that Vegas has the Titans as the favorite. Does, did that hit that hit me different? It I don't I don't know why. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like is it just because a lot of money came in on the, on the Titans plus four hundred or whatever it was beforehand, and it just moved it? Like is, is that the reason? I, I don't because there's no nothing happened yesterday. Yeah, that makes me think the Titans should be the favorite. It's got to be just that that Titans Twitter or Titans whoever flooded the 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 books. And made the number move, but that's a big movement. Like, there's no way they would make it go from like I think it was like plus six hundred tomorrow or yesterday morning to plus one seventy five in a less than twenty four hours. Eight days, eight days until D Day. Eight days, eight. Also, Julio's number in college because everybody's been talking about would AJ give up eleven for Julio to wear eleven with the Titans? What about Julio? Just wearing eight with the Titans and then just making all the, the rolled Titans fans and the Mariota stands feel some way about that. I want this, this is now going deep into things, but I would want Julio to wear the number one. I think that you talk about it being earned, not given, and all of your other stuff that you think Julio Jones would look weird with eight, he would look right with the number one one and 11 lined up and on the outside. Yes, please. Who? No, just get, let AJ be number one because Warren moon went on with ball. No, AJ, AJ has to buy out that those jerseys, dude. That's true. Do you That's not understand. True. AJ is no, not. I do. Changing. I do know that. I do know that AJ would stay at 11. Yes. Julio. Not going where. I don't know where Julio would go. Cause I think one. Josh, I think Josh Reynolds. Well, one is retired for Warren moon. And again, what I was going to say is Warren Moon went on with Buck on the zone and said that he would allow AJ to wear one because he wore one for the Oilers and one hasn't been worn for the Titans since Gary Anderson. Yeah, I don't know where else you go then. Because uh, Josh Reynolds took 18. Like if you think Julio would want to go from 11 and combine that with his college number to 18, Josh Reynolds has taken that. He, it's already taken. Yeah, yeah, then eight. That's what I'm saying. Now, I, I'm I know, saying. but he'll be a hell of a lot better than Mariota. Yeah. And that in 11 and 8. Or is it a bad omen? 
Uh, you know what's a bad omen? And I've been holding on to this until the right time, and we just brought it to relevance. Ten. Ten is the bad omen for the Tennessee Titans. Because Dez Fitzpatrick, who the Titans waited in the best wide receiver draft class in a long time, the Titans waited into the fourth round. They traded multiple picks up to go get Des Fitzpatrick at 109, and then he got the jersey number 10, and nobody wearing jersey number 10 has been good consistently for the Titans since Vince Young won Rookie of the Year in 2006. Because after that rookie year, Vince Young was wishy-washy. Then Jake Locker came in. That didn't work out. Trey McBride was a fan favorite in training camp, but that was not going to happen. Love Trey McBride. And then Adam Humphreys could not stay healthy. And now you put Des Fitzpatrick in this situation where there's a lot of pressure on Des Fitzpatrick because they traded up to get him and he's got to be relied upon. And now he's wearing number 10. That That's just he either breaks the curse or he falls right into it. Des Fitzpatrick's going to have to raise his ele- He's going to have to elevate his level of play. A lot of, a lot more is on Des Fitzpatrick than I think he realized going into the NFL. Like, but is he, has, it, has there there's ever a been curse. a you're right. Has there ever been a team that retires a number because of a curse? Because of a negative reason? <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt it. But like, no, because that's just throwing shade at all the players before, which is hilarious. It would be so funny, like if Des Fitzpatrick sucks. Like, let's just say Des Fitzpatrick is worse than Taewon Taylor. I don't think that's going to happen, but let's just say it happens. I think the number ten should be X-Nade by the Titans. Like, don't do it. Don't give it out. Yeah, it's the Raiders should uh, retire number two, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, <laughs> but Just, there haven't. But there's been over a. There's been like Zach. There's been like 15 years of bad tens for the Titans. 06 to this past year. I, as soon as I saw Des Fitzpatrick wear a ten, I was like, uh oh, I don't like that. I like zero agent zero. I do too. Julio agent zero. I'd I'd be in on that. I like that too. All right. A to Z sports. Let's go ahead and get to our sports trivia segment. This is a big one guys. Don't go anywhere. We need everybody. We need all the help we can get because we have to go 10 and O today to get to our 75% mark for our 10 week game of sports trivia. We cannot miss a question, but Zach and I each have a two-part, two-point question, uh, bonus question for us to help us out at the end. So we do have some wiggle room. I will say this. My bonus question is themed for today's show. Okay. Mine is not. Mine has nothing to do with anything. So, all right, Zach, before we get to our sports trivia, where it's all a game, there's only one rule, no Googling. We have to go 10-0. and 0, Tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. Uh, Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood floor. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. We feature hardwood floors right on this show. Knock on wood if you're with me. You talk about this Rivoli. This thing will pop in a white kitchen. That great offset between dark hardwood floors and maybe white marble. People will be coming in your house and be like, dang, who suggested this? You'll be like, ah, well, this is awesome sports talk show. I listen to A to Z Sports in the morning. This genius of a host named Zach, he came up with this concept, and we implemented it in our house, and now we have one house of the month 
for 15 straight months because oh, that's wow. what the neighborhood just started doing once we put this hardwood floor in there. So that, that's the type of stuff that's going to happen to you. Your life may change. CalvinandSuttle.com. They will install one to two weeks once you pick out your perfect hardwood floor. 615-448-6414. The entire mid-state, that's the best part. Clarksville to Gallatin to Brentwood to Nashville. They have you covered at CalvinandSuttle.com. A to Z Sports powered by BetMG and the King of Sportsbooks. Today at 2 o'clock, make sure you have your live notifications on. Alan Bell and Brian Edwards are going to give you two bets to jump on tonight in the NBA playoffs. They're doubling down on the NBA playoffs. Brian's been really good throughout the playoffs. It's been tough, but Brian's been pretty good so far in the NBA playoffs. So make sure you check out that A to Z Sports picks at 2 o'clock today. Also, new users today. If you download the BetMGM app and use the code ATOZ100, you place a $1 money line bet on the Braves or Red Sox. And if either team hits a home run, you win 100 bucks. That simple as that. A $1 money line bet after you use code ATOZ100 when you download and sign up to win $100 if the Braves or Red Sox hit a home run. So check that out at BetMGM. Zach, it is time for trivia. Let's hit it. All right. Starting up first. This is a game we love to play. I play this all the time with my friends. It usually has to do with actors and actresses. Um, you know, like how old's Denzel Washington how or whatever. How old is this guy? Yeah, I love that game. Right. I love it. Who? Which person are we trying to figure out how old they are? How old is Lionel Messi? What year was he born is the question. So we can kind of figure it out from both. But Lionel Messi... Do we get plus or minus a one year each way? No, this is the final countdown. You, 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 I, I did that once. Now you ask every every show. If you don't ask, you don't get. Right, that, you that don't, just, and that's just how this I live. Week, you don't, you don't get. That's fine. I, how I old is, okay. is Lionel Messi? So right, I, he's in his thirties, right? Like, so he's not forty, and he's not twenty. So now we're down to basically ten numbers. Yeah, Nate saying thirty something does not help anybody. We have a couple of 33s, now more. Hunter says 33. Kenneth says 33. Donald says 33. See, here's here's where I'm like, we kind of need a Jose one. says dead sure. He's 33. All right, so now we need a – this is why I asked for plus or minus. Does he have Lionel Messi on his user avatar? No, that is uh, – what's his name? Oh, crap. I can't see it. That's uh, is that Maradona? Maybe it's Maradona. I, I think that Jose is is pretty confident in this. Well, so here's the here's the problem: is we don't know because it's, it's asked what year was he born. If we know he's thirty three, we don't know. Like I'm thirty one, but I've already had my birthday this year. So if he, we don't the question know. is labeled. What year was Lionel Messi right. born? So that, so if if he's if I'm 31, so he was born in 88 or 87. Because Zach, you I, are 33, but you haven't had your birthday yet. If we, I this is where I will uh, adjust. If we get his age correct, I that that counts. Okay, because we don't know when his birthday. Yeah, I, fair is. point to bring up because if we get either, his age correct, yeah. So it's eighty-seven or eighty-eight, and because I'm going to play the odds, we're only in month five. There are seven months to go this year, so I say we say nineteen eighty-seven. You lock it in. Final A to Z. 
1987 is the correct answer. Man, God, Lionel Messi is great. Great job, team. I love that thought process. The same age that I am, which is crazy. All right. One and oh. All right. Next up, which baseball player was famous for his 56 game hit streak? Joe. Joe DiMaggio. Which baseball player was famous for his 56 game hitting streak? That has not been broken, has it? Uh, no. There's been a couple times over the last several um, years where Suzuki, there's been Suzuki Ichiro, Ichiro. He he. I mean, I I don't know. I I remember him chasing. He, no, it's Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, final A to Z. The correct answer is Joe DiMaggio. That's right. All right, two and zero. Let's roll. What book did Walt Frazier publish in 2006? Down Goes Frazier? <laughs> <laughs> or Down Goes Us? What book did Walt Frazier I mean, publish in 2006? Look, but Nick fans should, should know this, right? Like, if there's a Knicks fan in here, then we may have a chance. I mean, we've got a big audience right now. This may be the first time you, you do trivia with us, but every Tuesday at the end of the show, we all do trivia. Everybody gets an opportunity. No I, Googling. I Joe Googling. Walt Frazier's not Joe Frazier, but the down goes Frazier. I, Walt Frazier, like, I mean, what would he title? You know, Ryan Field says the game within the game. And Big Mac says the game within the game. Dean says the game within the game. Good book. Dean. See, that's what I said. Don't doubt the chat. We have enough people in here to help us that have uh, no Nick's knowledge. Uh, Louis, Louis tries to make a joke, but then just says white me can't jump instead of men. But that's funny from Louis. Uh, so let's go game within the game. Final A to Z again, no Googling, but because, uh, Dean was first with that. And he says, good book. I feel like he read it and knows. <laughs> so the game within the game is the correct answer. All right. So we're three and next up, which TV show did Eli Manning host in 2012? Which TV show did Eli Manning host in 2012? SNL? That would make the most sense, right? Yeah. He did host SNL. I remember yeah, when it yeah. happened. Because it was... because uh, uh, Not the exact date, but... I, I think it's, it's got to be SNL, because that was after he won some, two Super Bowls, right? I think it's got to be SNL. Everybody's saying SNL. SNL, final A to Z. Saturday Night Live Bang. is the correct answer. Bang! I feel like I did a Mike Breen right there. All right, uh, so we're 4-0 on this trivia. We got to keep rolling hard. We got two kind of tough ones. All right. Which team drafted Jordan Hill eighth overall in 2009? Now, Jordan Hill played for the Lakers at some point. I don't know where he was drafted. <sighs> I don't even remember Jordan Hill. Yeah, he's a He's a big man. Uh, he had dreads at one point. Oh, I do. I do remember Jordan Hill. Which team drafted Jordan Hill eighth See, overall in 2009? Here's, here's how I know we're in trouble because James says the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong Ooh, sport. I, Cam, the Pacers I, sound correct. I don't know, man. We got a lot of – we got Knicks and Pacers. So I think it's between Knicks and Pacers. Well, that doesn't help us. Well, it's better than where we were. I just said he played for the Lakers at one point. Um, 
<laughs> Trigger was too fast, man. Yeah, it was. So I, I want people who are answering Knicks say why you think that. People who are answering Pacers tell us why. And re-comment Knicks or Pacers when you're We have it. a lot of Knicks. Uh, Kenneth goes Knicks. I think Knicks uh, from right there. Ethan, Knicks, question marks. J oh, Jarrell comes in here, Knicks, with like 10 exclamation points. And then and then Jarrell says it's either the Knicks or the Rockets. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ronnie's been saying Rockets. Kenneth says Knicks, I think. He went to the Rockets after. Jarrell said I had his rookie card, but that doesn't mean anything. Like that's the crazy thing. Like Kobe ninety percent. Kobe Bryant was drafted by the Hornets, but his rookie card would have been Lakers. You know, I mean? like this. He's a Knicks fan. All right, so Jordan Hill drafted eighth overall by the Knicks. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. All right, two thousand and nine. Let's lock it in. Final eight is a Jordan Hill Knicks. The New York Knickerbockers. Yes. Yes. Five and zero. Oh. 5 and 0 to get this thing started. We've got five more questions we got to get right. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Full body electronic muscle stimulation. It works, guys. It helps you build strength, tone muscle, burn body fat. Mandu.com, it's great for anybody in shape, out of shape, older, younger. Uh, whatever goals you have, Mandu can help you achieve it. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Five more uh, to go. Five more to go. Um, so this is pretty interesting. All right. The question is, um, what year was the first Wimbledon event held? What year was the first Wimbledon event held? So if you've never done trivia with us, you get into a buzzsaw at some point, right? You, you, yeah, you're not it. just – there's no softballs continuously. We get some hard ones, and this, my friend, is the hard one. We get years, and there's also – I'll just tell you there's another hard one. I feel like what, Wimbledon's really old, right? Like in, stuff that happens in England happened a long ass time ago. Right. Yeah. Jose says it has to be like 1800s, 1890s. Kevin Tubb says 1877. Uh, Ed just throws out 1888. Whew. Uh, 1877 from Ryan. You know, there's just so many random. Uh, Kel Kelkins just says he Googled it for curiosity. This is impossible. So Kelkins is out for this, which I believe Kelkins will sit this out. <clears throat> I think we have some Googlers. 1877? Because Ryan's very specific. Yeah, a little too specific. And Ryan, I, if we don't want to, I don't want to mute you, bro. Like, I will. I, I don't want to. Now, I will say, Kevin Tubbs, real quick, said 1877. Like, that was the, that was the third guest on this question. I mean, the chat says 1877. Late 1800s. Late 1800s. 1836. Real Mort says 1877. It's coming up on 150 years of play. <laughs> 
<clears throat> is that where we want to go? I say so. Let's let's go. Let's go. Eighteen seventy-seven. Final A to Z. Eighteen seventy-seven is correct. Wow. Okay. All right. I, I think Kevin. I, I, yeah, I smell I, googling too. Ryan, you're on uh, thin ice. Right? No, no. Ryan is muted. Okay. Ryan he is. Muted. He's. You're muted for thirty minutes. Okay. Which doesn't Brian, mean you're gone. this is your punishment. I'm not going to block you, but if you screw this game up, I will. I don't give it, a damn. That, if, you, think, if you really want to piss Kevin, me off. huh? I think Kevin knew it. Kevin uh, said fair. it. It fast. counts, but Ryan didn't. And I'll, Brian, I'll toss your ass out so quick. I'll be a goddamn bouncer at a bar, bro. So don't ruin this game. You really, really irritates me. So you're muted. Sorry, bro. Actually, I'm not sorry. We all right. continue. All right, six and zero. Oh. Let's keep yeah. going. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see here. Now I lost my my space. We've already had that question. <laughs> We've had a lot of these questions. Uh, Albert says, "How do you know he Googled? Because he gave the exact date. Like if <laughs> that's not exactly how to be sly." All right, let's continue. Zach. Yeah, the, I mean, we, it was confirmed that you Google. All right, so ne- the question is: Tim Lincecum threw the first ever no hitter at which ballpark in 2013? That's got to be um, with the Giants at that at their new ballpark, right? Because what's that called? What's that park? McCovey Cove. That's the that's not the ballpark's name. PC. P- no, C is Pittsburgh. Pack Bell. Pack Bell. Yeah, because he was yeah. Jason Jacobs. That's gotta be it, right? The giant stadium. Now hasn't changed names since then. Or I mean Tim Lentz to come for the San Francisco Giants. We know that. But yeah. he and could have thrown a no hitter on the road. That's yeah, why but, but, but his it's name's the first Jeffrey one, says, right? Was but, it a home game? But it, but that is a fairly new stadium. Like it was new. Well, I don't know. Barry Bonds was hitting home runs on roids in the early two thousands in the in McCovey Cove. So, and you said twenty thirteen, two thousand thirteen. So that means you would have had to go like thirteen years without a a no hitter thrown at that park. Jason Jacobs says he's from there, and he said Pack Bell. A lot of people are saying AT and T Park, so it could have gotten renamed. But well, it, well, Oracle Park is what it is now. So it looks like Oracle took over every San Francisco sporting venue. Right. Good for them. Um, well, Silicon Valley money. <laughs> yeah. Pack Bell was late '90s built. It was called AT and T Park at the time. At that time, I used to play MLB The Show, and it was AT&T Park. So we got the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it will count. So, all right, so let's just go with the giant stadium, whatever it was sponsored by. Either AT&T Park or Pac Bell. Yeah, all right, so finally, does he lock it in? God dang it. I thought about this, and I did not say it, because this is a pitcher's park, 
and it was just built right around that. It is Petco Park from the San Diego Padres. I literally thought of that, and I didn't say anything because they're in the same division. That was stupid. Yeah, well, I don't we're... think that we would have been convinced to do it. No, but we wouldn't. I, it. It's a pitcher's park. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until uh, recently, when the Padres so got what some big this bat- does is it puts more pressure on the bonus question. Now we have to get at least one bonus que- correct, and it kind of says "ball don't lie" because of the guy that we muted, yep. who cheated. All right, so we are now six and one. So let's keep it rolling. We got three more questions before our bonus, and I hope he's still watching. I, I hope, hope you're in. Too. I hope you're in user jail and you're typing fervently right there and trying to just send, send, send. And Facebook is doing a big middle finger to that you. That was a ball don't lie moment, though, man. You're, you're right uh, So, unfortunately, we have to follow up with a difficult question. This is a tough question, guys, and that is it has to do. Man, dang, I lost it. Uh, it has to do with Evan Turner. Ooh. If you remember Evan Turner. I do. Come on. Evan Turner coincidentally made his NBA debut on which birthday? Like his birthday? I don't know. I thought I, I knew it was going to be a tough question. Evan Turner coincidentally made his NBA debut on which birthday? Like, it's got to be a, a number, right? <clears throat> so, did Evan Turner from Ohio State, everybody knows that he played Ohio State. Was he a one-and-done guy at Ohio State? Evan Turner, was he drafted by the Celtics? I don't know. No. It's going to be a coincidence, right? And so... Evan Turner coincidentally made his NBA debut on which birthday? Didn't he wear 21, like number 21? I, I can see his face. I, I I don't know what number he wore. I say we go 21, because I do think, because I'm visualizing J.P. Prince blocking that ass uh, in the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight. And it was he, he was a twenty he wore number twenty one. So I think twenty one years old is correct with his jersey number twenty one. That's where I'm gonna go with. If you get on board, then I'll lock it in, but I'm gonna wait for you. I don't think that it's right. I'm not I think it's, it's a because good, it's I think it's good logic. But then I think what, other, really good what logic. other coincidence is there going to be? Oh, 76ers. You are correct, Caleb. Um what other coincidence is it? Because it's a coincidentally made his debut on what birthday? If he was wearing number twenty-one in in college and then played his rookie debut with number twenty-one on his twenty-first birthday, that makes sense. I, I, okay, I, I have nothing else. So twenty-one I, final edizy. Not you're one off. Twenty-two. How is there a coincidence there? See, Kyle says no. He would have. He was a senior. He would have been like twenty-two. How? What? Like? Where's the coincidence with that? Dang. So now, what are we at? Six and two. We have to get 
I mean, the bonus questions are now that much more important. Yes. Who? Who? Man. Uh, I don't think that we've had this question. Who was the Charlotte Bobcats' first ever head coach? Oh. Larry Brown? I think that's right. <laughs> I think that's right, too. I think it is Larry Brown. I'm pretty positive that it is. Now, let's let the chat catch up. But I think it's Larry Brown. I, I've I've never been more confident. <laughs> All right. Did we do it? Uh, let's let the chat catch up. There, there's a slight delay on Facebook, um, which we have a lot of people watching. Uh, I think it's Larry Brown. I think we go harder. Who the hell is harder? It's not Larry Brown, guys, says Ronnie. Dick Harder. <laughs> Did you just get set up? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I did or not, but that was funny. Um, I mean, Stacy says Larry Brown. Who the hell is harder? Harder, it was my favorite team coming from Rick Vic. I I that sounds something. Kelkin says he's the Google police today. <sighs> do we go Larry? Do we go Dick Harder? Is that I, his name? I, I I this is sadistic. I hope we guess uh, Dick Harder and it's Larry Brown. Look, as Bemo says, Hatter or Harder, and Dom said Harder pretty quickly. Who was the guy who said that? Vic Roop says he was my favorite team. It was Harder. And Vic watches the show. Yes. Is that what we want to go with? Bemo says it really is Dick Harder, unforgettable name. So I think we, 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 rock, we lock it in with Vic. His favorite team, the Charlotte Bobcats, Dick Harder, final A to Z. Uh, let me go find this. Dang, I've lost it. Oh, no. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of tabs. Because some of these questions are easier. Um, damn, I just had it. I have my next question. Where's this damn question? Hold on. While you're looking for that, Joe says, uh, I thought just tuning in, guess I'm late on the Julio discussion. And we talked about Julio and the Titans for about 55 minutes. And then we do sports trivia every Tuesday. So, Joe, welcome to the show. Well, we are incorrect. Dang it. A known name, but it's not Dick Harder. I, I hope that that was just the long play joke. <laughs> that he's not even a person. But the correct answer is is Bernie Bickerstaff. Somebody did guess, guess Bernie Bickerstaff earlier. Dang, so that's three. Yeah, we've hit th we've went over three ever since Ryan Googled. Curse. The curse. Who I'm gonna try to find that Bickerstaff. Bernie Bickerstaff. So Ronnie, it does, Ronnie it does man, confirm, we need to trust Ronnie with Bernie Bickerstaff. It does, it does confirm that people are Googling. All right. 
So I, we've got one more. We need to get this one so we don't have to get 100% on the bonus questions. Yeah. We are falling apart. Ethan, no true uh, statement. All right. Come on. Let's do this. All right. We're going to the Kardashians. Tristan Thompson made his first NBA start as a replacement for whom? My first gut here was Shaquille O'Neal because he played center for the Cavs, but I don't know if they overlapped. It may Shaq may have been out of the league by then. If not him, if Tristan, Captain, Tristan Thompson played for the Cavs. Was he drafted by the Cavs? I believe he was. Yes, he was. Out of Texas. I do. I think. I think he's. I don't think that they overlap though. So it has to be another center for Arison Verjao. Yeah, that's Ooh. what Real Mort says. So Anderson Verjao. I. I. I we've I'm got. Now, we've got Verjao popping in, not Kevin Love. I think Verjao sounds right. Okay, I'm cool with that. Do you want to lock it in for was us? It, was it Big Z? No, Big Z was retired. Okay. So, Verjao? Verjao, final A to Z. Anderson Verjao, correct answer. All right. So, now we are at seven and three. We need three of the four trivia questions. Bo yes. Bonus questions. We have to have three out of the four. All right. So, bonus question time. So how does your set up? So mine, you can get one, two, or zero. Yours are the same? Yep. Okay. All right, who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Doesn't matter. All right. <clears throat> I will go Is first. yours really hard? Hard? Medium? It's, easy? It's, all, it's an all-timer where I... I love this trivia question. Um, and it's just something that you can take with you and tell people at parties. Like that, I learned it from a bar bouncer when I was in college. And it's just one of my favorites. Okay, you ready? There used to be three. There used to be three college basketball teams who had hit a three-pointer in every game since college basketball adopted the three-pointer in the 80s. Vanderbilt dropped out. Because Vandy did not hit a three two years ago against Tennessee. So now with Vandy out, who are the two other Division I college basketball schools who have hit a three-point shot in every game that the three-point shot has been adopted? Two schools. You've Maybe. told me this before. The and problem I, is you have I no don't idea. remember. I know. I've told you this a long time ago. So two Division One schools, Princeton Sound, yeah, and and Austin can't participate because he obviously knows the chat. We're gonna have. I need your help. I, I think that they got to be blue blood. Do, do you want a? No, no, a, no. This is not how that works. This okay. is a bonus question. You don't try. I, I know okay. you want to win for us, but you have to step back and shut up, right? All right. It's got to be Blue Bloods, right? Nobody's really saying with confidence anything. I want to say we've got a lot of Duke and Kentuckys. We've got a lot of Dukes. 
Duke, I do feel like would be one of them. But, you know, the hard part is like, why are, the, the reason why you would know this trivia question was because of Vanderbilt. So yes. Vanderbilt is no longer out of there. So it, it, it doesn't, Duke and UNC or Duke and UCLA. Dom has been pretty strong with UCLA. Zach also goes Duke and UCLA. But UCLA was bad. This is from like 80s on. Matthew's trying to read into my facial expressions. Do not. You got to be quiet, Austin. Okay. You have to be quiet. I don't know what else you don't understand about that. I, I, I have a hard time shutting up. Oh, man. Um, there's UCLA and Duke is probably the most popular answer. We just so we if we get one, we get one point. Uh-huh. UNLV? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. UCLA is a popular answer. One of the guesses is going to be UCLA. Is that wrong or right? UCLA is not correct. No! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. The pressure is on. Yep. I, I don't want mine to be obsolete. I, Duke makes so much sense. Do you want me to give anything else? Now no. that we're down to one, I can give one no. thing. No, no. Are you sure? Because uh, you're just baiting in to try to help us, and that's not how yeah, trivia, I'm on that's the not team how bonus. Too. That's not how bonus trivia works. Okay, I'm lost on this one. I agree, Caleb. I agree. I'm lost. I, I think we go with Princeton. Final answer. Princeton. Ding 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 ding. Princeton yes! is one. Who's the other team? UNLV. Oh, we had one person say that. Both. Wow, pulling Princeton out of you, my new, you know what? Yep. So Princeton and UNLV, the only two college basketball D1 programs who have hit at least one three-pointer in every game there has been a three-pointer. Wow. Wow. Keeping the streak alive. Oh, all right. I well, thought you, cause like you, when you got stuck on UNLV for a second and I yeah, thought you were going to go that, re- and then you and went back to bell. UCLA. All right. My question has to do. So now we have to get both of Zach's. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> we probably shouldn't have gone mine second. Well, I mean, yeah. Mine has to do with the theme of the show. Mine has to do with Mr. Julio. Jones. Where does Julio Jones rank as all-time Alabama wide receivers? In what? In receiving yards. Receiving yards. Okay. Where does Julio Jones rank in all-time Alabama receiving yards leaders? All right. So – I think I'm going to say th- my first gut was third, 
Because you know who I think is number one? DJ Hall. Because Julio only played three years at Alabama. We're getting a lot of third answers. I think Amari Cooper is probably up there. Um, uh, there's been so many good ones. Uh, Christopher says Amari broke his record, then Devontae Smith broke his record. DJ Hall, I think, has the most receptions. But I, I my I still uh, uh do we go third, guys? We're talking like career, Zach, right? We're not talking about single season. Correct. Alabama career. I think we have to go th third. Third, final A to Z. That is incorrect. You, you, you guys, and this is this is the struggle for me. You guys had you were doing so well because the next question is who is ahead of Julio Jones, and you named damn near all of them. And the problem was you didn't categorize them into what they were ranked. So the follow-up question, we did lose. We are not going to. So what uh, was the answer for, who, for that? The correct answer is sixth. Sixth? Yes. So look at the guys that you mentioned. Amari Cooper, DJ Hall. You have Devontae Smith, who broke it this year. Should have known that. Right? And then you have Jerry Judy and Calvin Ridley. Like, if you would have just named the Alabama wide receivers, you would have gotten there. Yeah, but I thought Julio... Because of the new age of throwing yeah, the football. But I was, but yeah, I know. But my thought process was like, Jerry, Judy, and... Uh, DJ, Devon when you said DJ Hall, I was like, oh, he may get it. Because that was going to knock another I thought DJ down. Hall was going to be so good. <laughs> like I, I thought that guy was going to be a beast, and he just didn't do anything. Dang. Well, Unfortunately, so we we got eight correct. We had to get ten. What is our final percentage for this hundred? Do we count our boy bonus point? Yes. So seventy-three percent. Uh well, no, because yeah, 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 yeah. 73. Yeah. Because we were at 65. Oh, man, we screwed ourselves. In, in two weeks ago, we screwed ourselves to put the pressure on this week. Yeah. But there's a fun fact. And you know who was seventh, which is I thought was very interesting in Alabama history? Ozzie Newsom, huh. 1977. Bobby says we don't get the second question. Well, that was the second question. My, If you would have gotten a sixth, I would have said, who is above Julio Jones? And but you had so all of them. And Bobby, Bobby, I guess because we missed, we didn't get the opportunity for the seventy fourth percent. Yeah, no soup for you. Well, we I think we could have gotten that to seventy four percent, but again, we lost. It doesn't matter. If you ain't first, you're last. It's like hitting a uh, three pointer at the end to lose by five. 
<laughs> it just doesn't matter. Well, unless the spread was five and a half. Unless the spread was five and a half. But we didn't have a spread. We had a line. It was a money line. That was all we had. 75% we failed. All right, guys. Great show. I thought today was a fantastic show. We've been on for over an hour and a half. So Cam says there's always next season, as us Tennessee Vols fans say. Well, and our next season starts next Tuesday. That's we right. have a full, uh, but 75 is the bar. We got to keep raising and, the bar. And Vic, Dick Harder was the first coach of the Hornets, but not the first coach of the Bobcats. That's, That's the we, difference, Vic. Yeah. That is the difference. Bobcats. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Uh, Buck Rising has a podcast out uh, before Game 5 tonight of the Preds and Canes with Adam Vingan. So check that out in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And we'll be back tomorrow morning to react to what happens with Game 5 tonight. Don't forget, pregame show with Alex Doherty and the guys over at 104.5 The Zone coming up before Puck Drop tonight. That's around 6.40 on our Facebook and our YouTube They'll also be reacting right there for the post-game show as well. And Buck has prime time in between. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a good one. Adios.